What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We are on episode 55 of my little gaming show where once a week I just, I have to talk about video games. I love video games so much I, I need to ramble at minimum once a week for about an hour or so about uh, whatever the heck I want video games. An old game from my past, I've been gaming for my whole entire life, top tens, I have a versus series where I put up two games or two topics or something up against each other, they battle it out for supremacy, and today we're going to be doing an entry into the retro backlog series where I go back and replay and complete a game that's retro, I guess, and yeah, finish it and see if it's still good to play today, and if you can read the title, we're doing the big one today, baby. It's Final Fantasy VII, a sacred, beloved video game, one of the, arguably one of the most popular video games ever made, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be tackling that beast today, I'm going to get into my history with the game, I replayed the game, finished it, and yeah, I'm going to go through a whole bunch, we're going to talk a whole bunch of Final Fantasy VII but before we get into the Final Fantasy talk, let's let's dive into what I've been up to over the last week or so in terms of movies, video games, and TV shows. And I always encourage my listeners, let me know what you've been up to over the last whatever amount of time. If you're just really enjoying a video game, new or old, let me know about it. Maybe I haven't heard of it, or maybe I have, and we can have a great conversation about it. Recommend me some sweet games. There's so many video games out there. I love a good recommendation. Same goes for movies and TV shows. You just can't stop watching a show. You're just binging the crap out of it. Let me know about it. Maybe I would like to binge it too. That would be awesome. Same goes with movies, baby. You know it. I uh, Apparently, i am just become a movie guy again. I grew up, uh, you know, blockbuster kid. I love movies. And I, ever since I started doing this podcast, it just kind of rejuvenated my... Just started watching a lot of movies, so I, I like a good movie recommendation. I have missed a ton of movies, so uh, yeah, throw them at me, man. I, I, I love a good recommendation, so here I go. I'm going to recommend some stuff or talk about some stuff with y'all right now. Let's start off with movies. So, really, really strange movie I watched this week, Banshees of Inassurance. So... I believe this came out last year. It has Colin Farrell in it and a very, very strange movie. I don't really want to give away too much of the concept of the movie because that's kind of the whole gimmick of it. But basically, it's two Irish buddies in the 1920s and all of a sudden, one of his buddies, uh, the one guy's just like, I don't like you no more. Uh, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Just stay away from me. And the one guy's just like, what the heck? So he's trying to figure out what's going on. Other guy gets really annoyed to a very dramatic point, and he is willing to do a very dramatic thing to, you know, have his peace and just do what he wants to do. And yeah, it was a really strange, interesting, very well acted movie. Now, admittedly, you kind of have to get over the dramatic nature of what uh, the the extent that this guy is going to go to to um, get his privacy or, or just to stay away from this guy. But it's a very interesting premise. Um, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Like It's a very strange movie, but um, definitely not something I can recommend for everybody. Uh, do not look up spoilers or anything. It's um, But if it's a concept... Just I don't know. They don't give it away in the but you if you're not into it in the first twenty minutes or so, it gets into it pretty quickly. 
the characters are quite charming. Like it's they're super Irish, and um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'd be like at a seven and a half out of ten on that one. Uh, it has a really, it's like really high rated and everything. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. So you can check that one out. Weird movie though, very freaking weird. I was telling my wife about it, and she was just like, "What the?" F-? I was like, "I know. I understand." So, in terms of television shows, uh, oh, also, I almost pulled the trigger hard on Dunkirk last night. Uh, just a little bit of a uh, 2017 war movie. I just, I'll probably be watching that one at some point this week. Uh, so, just yeah, heads up. In terms of TV shows, started watching Dave. Uh, just apparently, I love FX TV shows. All I watch is FX, apparently, but it's on Disney. It looked funny. It was in my recommendations, so I checked it out, and it's super goofy, and it's funny as hell, and I'm quite liking it. I love it's a you know it's a white guy trying to be a rapper, and yeah, it's pretty freaking funny, man. I must admit, oddly, the thing that made me pull the trigger is like I saw a picture, like a thumbnail. And it has that comedian, Andrew San... Something, Santi... I don't know. I like him. I'm fairly new to him. Like, he's just kind of come onto onto my radar. And I was like, oh, he's in it? Oh, cool. I didn't know he was in TV shows or anything. So, I yeah, popped it in. He's been fantastic in it. He doesn't have... He's like the friend of Dave. But, yeah, it's a fucking weird, funny show. I kind of enjoy the music, even though it's not my style of rap. But it's comedy rap, so it is quite appealing I just finished off the first season of it, and in the final episode, uh, he perform he shows off a song called "Jail," and it's phenomenal. It's so freaking funny. Like, if I decided to become a rapper, that's the kind of song I would design. It's like almost, it you just kind of have to watch it. It's a really easy watch. I blasted through the first season, no problems. Like twenty five minute episodes. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's really really good. So yeah, I'm gonna check out season two, and I'll probably talk about that next week. I don't know if there's any more than two seasons. I think it's just two seasons, but we'll see. And I've been watching Righteous Gemstones, continuing on with that. Just putting my way through that one, just every once in a while. But uh, honestly, I've been kind of, instead of watching an episode or two after work, I've just been kind of gaming after work. It just... And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Righteous Gemstones, really funny. Um, I don't know, I think right now I'm, I'm enjoying, I don't know, they're both really funny, but I think Dave has just been an easier watch for me. Uh, but Righteous Gemstones is just, like, I don't know, it's bigger, higher production, it's bigger, and it's a little bit more dramatic, like, there's a little bit more family drama going on, but Dave is just straight silliness. But it, I don't know, it is kind of getting a little bit... Anyway, I'll move on from that. I'm not going to ramble about it. Let's move on to video game talk. So, yeah, I've been really diving into video games more so this week because I've been playing a lot of Horizon Forbidden West. Just freaking loving this game so far. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm going to do an episode on that once I'm finished it. Really, I have no idea how much more I have to go. I'd say, like, maybe 40%. Of the way through the game, maybe halfway. So, but yeah, really, really enjoying this game. Uh, so far, I'm not noticing like a whole lot of major, major differences from the first Horizon game, but I hadn't played that game in a long time. So, yeah, really been playing a lot of that. It's beautiful and I'm loving it. Can't wait to do an episode on that one. And I dove into, I bought this game recommended because, um, uh, a, a podcaster I listened to, they uh, were playing Advanced Wars, the 
the re-release of that, and I've always been interested in Advance Wars, and he was like, well, I played this game called Wargroove before, and he liked that one more, so I was like, hmm, interesting, so I saw Wargroove, it was on sale on the, on the Switch for like 10 bucks, I was like, sure, let's, let's give it a shot, and oh, baby, I'm addicted, this is awesome, so admittedly, I'm a huge strategy fan, I love strategy games, and XCOMs, I played Company of Heroes, Civilization, any of that stuff, uh, Fire Emblem, love that stuff, love strategy games, so, this one was on my radar, admittedly, like, just like the box art or the front cover, whatever the hell, the picture that they have on the store or whatever. It's not the most eye-catching. It's kinda, it kind of looks like a Flash game almost, but trust me, this is anything but a Flash game. It's, this game is dope. So good. If you are a strategy fan, if you like Final Fantasy Tactics, you like Fire Emblem games, you like strategy games, don't miss out on this one. This is dope. I am just loving this game. Like... Something that I struggle to put down at times. I'm just like, man, this is so much fun. And the thing with strategy games, once you get hooked into it, you just lose hours. Like, you're just like, oh, shit, there goes there goes the weekend, and it's done. But man, oh, man, am I loving this game. It's uh, fantastic. Amazing on the Switch. I love it so, so perfect for a handheld. It's this beautiful little uh, kind of pixely. It reminds me a lot of Fire Emblem Awakening. On the 3DS, I loved that game. I'm getting a lot of vibes of that. And yeah, absolutely check that game out if you're itching for... Maybe if you haven't, if you played all the Advance Wars and you're looking for something else, Wargroove, my friends. I think it's even on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, but if you if you don't mind dropping like ten bucks and you have a Switch, check out the Switch version. It's freaking fantastic. I can't put it down. And speaking of can't put it down. I uh, I started up Hi-Fi Rush the other day, finally dipping into an Xbox Series SX game. So, downloaded it, and I've been very, very excited about this one. Uh, kind of just came out of nowhere. It, it, it came out and, like, started getting all this praise, and, and I was like, all right, this sounds cool. The concept sounds awesome. It's this rhythm kind of a beat 'em up game. So, there's, like, this beat. The music is going on, and if you, if you hit, uh, if you do your attacks to the beat, you're doing more damage, and like me, I'm a drummer, so I'm like, oh baby, this is right up my alley, I love rhythm games, and this game is freaking unreal, dude, oh my god, like, I didn't really, like, just looking at it, I was like, okay, like, the art style's really cool, and I was like, oh, too bad this one isn't on Xbox One, I'm like, why is that, and then once I started playing, I was like, holy shit, like, this game is gorgeous it it just it, it's like sunset overdrive but even more beautiful it's it's very sunset overdrive in style and appearance but it's kind of animated like uh spider-man into the multiverse like it's kind of it's just amazing i'm blown away it's one of the most eye-appealing eye-catching games i've ever seen it's uh jet set radio meets sunset overdrive meets a lot of stuff, man. Ratchet and Clank a little bit, and then it's got this rhythm action thing going on to it. I'm I'm sucked in. I, I cracked in like three and a half hours last night, and I'm loving it. Love the music, and uh, yeah, it's right up my alley. If you like music, you're going to love this game. If you like action platformers, you're probably going to like this game. Even if you're not musically inclined or anything, like, I'm not even doing that well with the... 
the beat at times and it's just a ton of fun there's so much style to it the characters are excellent like the dude that you're playing he's very uh spider-man-y like in terms of toby not toby mcguire uh what's his friggin' name peter parker he's very similar to that like peter parker mixed with miles morales like that goofy funny it's good man it's very very good do not miss out on hi-fi rush man like i'm not gonna say it's the reason why i went out and got the xbox s but it was like top three game that i was like oh i have to play that when i get in oh my goodness it's really freaking good might be able to do an episode on it we'll just see how it goes but wow blown away by this game so far and uh yeah i think that's oh oh we got one more game i finished titanfall 2 baby didn't i didn't get a chance to play it much last week finished it off this time and yeah man fucking blown away by that campaign one of the best first person shooter campaigns i've ever played like legitimately this game deserves to be on all those underrated lists like I got a little, like, okay, like, I feel like people are just putting it on there because, like, yeah, everyone does. But no, no, it is legitimately amazing. It is an amazing campaign. If you're a Call of Duty fan, you're definitely going to like this. It feels just like Call of Duty, but, like, just so much more ambitious, and it's just, oh, oh, man, that's some good shit. I really, really like the Titanfall 2 campaign short and sweet it's like four hours tops and it's just non-stop chaotic action nice flow to it where you're just consistently getting uh new weapons and action-packed it's gorgeous yeah don't miss out on titanfall 2 it's still very very playable right now and very cheap very easy to get your hands on so yeah if you're itching for a nice quick action-packed first person shooter campaign titanfall 2 banger absolute banger all right Let's get into the fucking, let's get into the main event, folks. Let's talk some Final Fantasy VII. Jesus, that that music is really difficult to stop listening to. Oh my goodness. So, I'm just gonna... This is such a legendary game. It's been talked about a gazillion times. I mean, kind of rightfully so. So, I'm gonna do my part. I'm gonna plant my flag on this massive mountain that is Final Fantasy VII. And I'm gonna start with some of my earliest memories of this game. So... I have early memories of this game. I didn't necessarily play it. I remember watching it so much. My uncle and his friends, they're probably five years older than I am. Don't dive too far into that. Um, But he and his friends were absolutely bananas about this game. I was roughly four or five when it came out in 1997, but... Uh, I can't even remember roughly when I was watching them play it. It was probably a little bit later, like 98, 99, something like that. But Jesus, man. Oh, they were absolutely... Everyone was nuts about this game. It was marketed uh, in America, North America, in a way that we've never seen Final Fantasy before. Like, it was huge, dude. It was huge. Absolutely massive. And... I just always remember just we would be grouped around the TV watching my uncle play. And you know how it is with 
when you're kids, you're always like, oh, I'm that guy, I'm that guy, and my guy when I was a kid was Barrett. Well, mostly, well, I wasn't allowed to be Cloud. You know, I was the I was the baby of of the family. I was the youngest one, so I always had to pick last. But I loved Barrett, man. Barrett was the man. He has a freaking gun attached to his arm. I mean, done. So yeah, he didn't have the crazy spiky hair, but I always thought Barrett was an absolute badass. Red thirteen, a close second place. And if I was aware of Vincent Valentine. Probably would have been my favorite, but I don't recall. Uh, I didn't know who the hell Vincent Valentine was until that spinoff game uh, happened on the PS2, which I actually played, and I kind of liked it, even though I know everyone hates it and it's terribly reviewed and stuff, but I enjoyed it. Anyway, so we'd always be crowded around watching him play it. Uh, I just remember the, you know, the earliest, the, the thing that stuck in my brain the most is the opening part of the game, the train escape, the music, that first boss fight, uh, watching the battles, like, oh my goodness, dude, and just, it was mind-blowing, I hadn't seen anything quite like that, like, I was, uh, probably used to Nintendo and Super Nintendo and to see things 3D and moving like this, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. And probably for a lot of people around that time, Final Fantasy VII might have been your first 3D experience. But uh, holy shit, dude. Uh, this game was insane when we were super young, but I didn't get to see the end of that game until just this week. I finally beat Final Fantasy VII for the first time. Uh, there was a moment in my life where... This was probably 2006 or 7, where I got my hands on a copy of it, and I was playing through it. Uh, sadly, uh, I don't know what the hell happened. Rather, I lost interest, or I lost my place in my guide, and I wasn't able to finish the game. I was roughly 60, 65% of the way through it, and just wasn't able to finish it, never got to get back to it. Now that it's been re-released on the Switch, I was able to finish it. So, one other really strong memory I have was uh, in and around that time when I was playing, when I tried uh, that playthrough that I didn't get through, my friend in high school, he was obsessed with this game, and he was on a mission to get his hands on a copy of this game. Didn't matter, uh, price, uh, condition of this game, and he finally found himself a copy of it in this shady freaking store in the basement of a mall. Well, not really the basement, but the lower floor of the mall. A really nasty, just not a good mall, like those shitty malls. And uh, he wasn't, it's like not even a video game store, but they just happened to have video games there. And he had a green label copy of Final Fantasy VII, and my friend was so desperate for it, he just said, how much? He said $150, and he just paid for it, and I was like, up! Uh! And I was I was gonna try and, like, you know, haggle or something, but he it was already, the transaction was complete. He paid $150 for a green label, and just, if you don't know what I mean by green label, is PlayStation 1 games. Uh, they have the black label version of the game case, which is, like, the original, the the first printing of the game comes in a black label, and then they have like the greatest hits version, which comes in a green label. And if you're a collector or a stickler, uh, you, you'll pay more for the black label than you will for the green label. So I was going to chime in and, and tell him that if you knew that or not, but eh, it doesn't matter. It happened. But uh, though we made fun of him viciously for like a week of how much money he spent on that freaking video game. We all got hooked into watching him play that game, man. And he was 
He was the completionist with that game. He did absolutely everything. He got every freaking materia. He got every summon. He got he beat Ruby Weapon, and that was one moment that was really cool. Called us all over. We, uh, me and a group of friends, we all went over. He's like, I'm gonna take down Ruby Weapon. Like I got everything that I need. And I'm gonna finally do it. And we just sat there for like four hours watching him fight this thing, and it was awesome. It was freaking dope, dude. Like. I was jealous. I was like, man, like that was kind of my experience watching Final Fantasy VII be beat. I, I, I definitely watched the ending on YouTube a handful of times, but I wasn't very familiar with the story all the way front to back. I was like, all right, I know the initial thing. I know the big uh, moment that happens, and I guess I'll say that now. This will have spoilers in it. I rarely do spoilers, but... In terms of Final Fantasy VII, there, the story is a lot of what this game is. Legacy and so on and so forth. But I have to dive into the story because I was blown away by the story of this game. It's freaking awesome. So we'll dive into the story. There will be spoilers. I'll let you know when the spoilers are coming. But just a fair warning before we, we dive deep into this thing. So those are some of the earliest memories I had with the game. I never got to finish it. I've owned it for years and years and years and just never got back to it. I beat Final Fantasy VI this year, and I was like, well, I think it only makes sense to go to seven, and that's what I did, and, and oh my god, man, so I played it on Switch, the handheld version with the quality of life updates, so I was able to times three the speed of the game so I could fly through battles. At any point, I can turn off random encounters or fighting in general, so I don't have to fight when I don't want to. So this eliminates any grinding. This eliminates any annoyance of really long uh, battle animations. So those are things I'm not going to be complaining about. I'm addressing them here now. That they, They're definitely a problem if you're going to pop in, uh, hook up the old PS1 and pop in your old version. It's definitely going to be a little bit of a grind if you're like an, a new gamer. So I don't recommend going out of your way, locating a physical copy of this game and slamming it into your old school PlayStation 1 or 2 or 3, whatever the hell you got, because it's just much better to play it in the new way. So get it the new way with the quality of life updates. That's my opinion. So you can times three the speed and you can at any point just like max out your power where you're just getting the, you can just max out your health and like virtually you're unstoppable. So you can just fly through this game. I flew through it in 20 hours. Now that is shocking to me. I, I don't think I've ever gotten through a Final Fantasy game faster than that. And it was a blast, an absolute blast. I had so much fun. So it's, it's a little difficult where to begin. Um, I think I want to start with, um, well, a little bit of, let's just go with a little bit of info here. I know a lot of you have probably heard of this first, but just in case you haven't, uh, this was the first Final Fantasy not coming out under the Nintendo branch. So Final Fantasies 1 to 6 were all released on Nintendo consoles. We kind of, uh, a little quick history, uh, Nintendo and Sony were supposed to work together and create a new console. That ended up falling out. Nintendo said, nah, nah, we'll do it by ourselves. Sony said, fine, we'll keep, we'll keep doing what, our, what we want to do. And that ended up being the PlayStation 1, which was using CDs and had a whole bunch more room on it. And yeah, so Final Fantasy hopped ship. They left Nintendo and they went to Sony. It was just a better home for them in, in the direction they wanted to go with this franchise. More disc, disc space and better quality music, so on and so forth. So that was a big, big deal, man. And 
and they definitely, like I mentioned a little earlier, the marketing on this game was fucking insane. Like, commercials and everything all over the place. So the hype was immensely high around this game, and I imagine Nintendo was probably shaking in their in their boots because, like I said, this game was huge, and arguably, I would say... Uh, the most popular Final Fantasy in the entire series is Final Fantasy VII. Even if you don't know much about Final Fantasy, you probably know something about this game. You probably saw that spiky-headed fuck at some point. You probably have seen it somewhere. And now that it's been remade, finally, yeah, you probably know of it. If you don't, well, I mean, then now you're listening to this, so you probably know about it a little bit right now. So, just a little bit of a background. So... This is the hop to 3D. This is the first time they've had 3D models. This is the first time they've had music of this level. So I want to talk about the music now. Let's dive into this because this is a legendary soundtrack. Uh, I had no problem picking the music for this episode. I already knew, like, before I even thought about making this episode. I'm just like, One Wing Angel, Battle On, and then, well, I'll, I'll save the last one for, for what it is. But Also because I don't know the name of it. But the music is so freaking good. I think it's personally my favorite one overall. It's definitely stuck in my head. The longest, the battle theme. One Winged Angel, dude. Like, are you freaking serious with that? That music still gives me chills every time I hear it. Uh, especially... In the remake of Final Fantasy VII, the the final fight and the like remix of One Winged Angel, I fucking almost passed out, bro. It was unbelievable. And then just recently replaying it again, the the whole entire well, not the, every single song, but all the big songs in Final Fantasy VII, uh, replaying those in the theater, whatever the fuck theater rhythm final bar line. And just going through all the songs, and I was like, oh my god, like, it is so freaking good. And, like, honestly, it was stacked up against every single Final Fantasy soundtrack in in Final Bar Line, and Final Fantasy VII by far was my favorite. Not to say, six was close, six was close, a lot of bangers in there. Uh, there's just, you know, it's fantastic music, but I think for me personally, and I feel like a lot of people, Final Fantasy VII's music is just, like... Wow, like a battle theme, like that's the first time I think we ever heard guitar like that, like shaga da 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 da. Like, oh wow, like it's real music. I'm not saying that the music on Super Nintendo wasn't real, but it was limited, right? Like it didn't have fuck, it didn't have like real instruments. It was like pixelated and shit. And what an insane step up from Nintendo to going to Sony quality of music. And holy shit, that they ever take advantage of it. It's outstanding it is so varied you got the beautiful piano music uh calm relaxing tunes when you're just kind of traveling around funny quirky fun music it's got everything badass music for sure orchestrated music it's it's an insane step up in terms of quality of music for gaming at that time like it wow it's still so insanely good now they're remixing them now it's still so iconic these battle themes and yeah it's definitely stand uh stood the test of time for me personally i still it's in that uh that tier for me of songs that i still jingle every now and again when i think of final fantasy uh it's it's the final fantasy 7 soundtrack that comes to mind first before any other one uh the only other songs that get stuck in my head final fantasy wise are from final fantasy 6 but um yeah there's still some final fantasy i haven't played but dude one wing and angel 
back to that. That's one of the most iconic, badass songs ever created for a villain. I mean, oh my god, dude. Like, it's so freaking good. When my friend showed me that, I was like, what the fuck is this? And <laughs> wow, I was blown away. Uh, One Winged Angel is absolutely insane. There's so much going on with that song. Like, the little fucking fiddle things. Like, the... I love that so freaking much. The... the It's almost... It's, it's amazing. It's a masterpiece. It's abs- it's got so much going on. It's almost funny sometimes with the with the the choir going on back there. It's fucking nuts, dude. It's absolutely nuts. I love the soundtrack so much. I don't know how much more I can gush about it, but yeah, it's it's my favorite soundtrack in the Final Fantasy franchise. By far for me the most memorable one. Uh, like the music in the franchise has stepped up in terms of just like size and sheer orchestrated. It's it's immense. Like it's so big. But fuck, man, what a step up from like six to seven. It's it's absolutely bananas. And speaking of a big step up, we we've, we've nipped on the graphics a little bit here, but. Yeah, this is their first jump to 3D. And yes, a lot of people like to poke fun at this game because, oh, look how blocky the characters are. And yeah, they're they're blocky as fuck. It's uh, very early uh, 3D, man. Like the PS2 stuff hasn't aged great. But honestly, it hasn't for this one for me. I know it's not the best looking Final Fantasy on the PS2, but I find it awfully charming, man. The, the goofy, blocky nature of it. It's just... It's charming to me because it's so new. Like, I'm, like, it's new. Everything's so new, and it's just, oh, what if we just try this? And, and it's it's really cute, honestly. Like, <laughs> it's such a random, weird memory, but I had a Batmobile toy when I was, like, four years old, and it had a bunch of stickers that you had to put on it, and my dad put the stickers on, and, like, one of the stickers was, like, super, like, off. It was, like, crooked. And I just, I just thought how cute that was. Like, oh, he tried. And, like, it's it's his little, I don't know, it's, like, his personal touch. It's, like, oh, like, it's super fucking weird. I'm sorry about that. But I find them awfully charming, man. I really do. I, it's, like, it's definitely not Final Fantasy IX. Like, Final Fantasy IX, I still think is, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's good-looking fucking game. And, like, the cutscenes, they're not of the standard of Final Fantasy IX and shit. But... Again, Final Fantasy IX came out in, like, 2000, 2001, I think. This is 97, and this was mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing for people that went from Final Fantasy VI to this. Now, some people are not of it. Some people, they don't like going into that 3D. They didn't like it. I can understand that. I totally get it. But... For, like, myself and my uncle and his group of friends, we were freaking like, oh my god, like, this is insane. And when you first see one of those animated, the FMV cutscenes, even though sometimes they still have, like, the blocky character models in it, it was nuts, dude. It was freaking nuts. And I still get a kick out of the FMV cutscenes. I kind of miss them almost sometimes. Like, I know graphics and cutscenes it's kind of it's kind of a dead art in gaming now like everything's melt just blended together from cutscene to gameplay but man i i kind of miss it with final fantasy how like it was like oh boy here comes a cutscene the graphics just get like 90% better you're like holy shit this is crazy and that was kind of how it was with final fantasy 7 man like this is the first time it's had cutscenes like that uh in final fantasy 1 to 6 like it they Cutscenes were limited. Like in six, they started doing it with like the mode seven and stuff. But and there were some pretty cutting edge 
ways of doing cutscenes in Final Fantasy VI. You can go back and listen to my episode of that. I don't remember what episode number it was, but go back. You'll find it. It's okay. But this was nuts, dude. This was their first step in the 3D, and I think they did a banging job, man. Like, I still think it holds up. It may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I still think it's awfully charming. And I I like the graphics, man. They're, they're pretty damn good. If there's one thing I'll give it shit for on the graphics, it's the 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 map. Like once you get out onto the map, that's that's ugly as hell. Uh, even back like when my buddy got it, paid 150 bucks, we were making fun of it then for how shitty the the map part looked. And they they haven't upgraded that at all. It still looks rough, and that was probably the thing I complained about the most. Like I thought the the overworld map was god awful in this game. Like it was hard to navigate. I got lost. A whole bunch and the map like you can bring up a little map but it's like see-through a little bit and it's really really difficult to see where you're going where the dots are like uh, i just kept pulling up a map online that i can actually fucking see and was labeled and shit the map in the overworld is is pretty fucking bad and i don't know for me personally i've never liked the overworlds very much in the like PS1 backwards uh, for Final Fantasy. I've never really enjoyed the overworld, and this is one of the worst ones for me personally. It's ugly, and it's not fun to go through, and of course there's random battles, but you can turn them off, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain too much about that. And then when it comes to the characters, this is like one of the most, if not the most, again, iconic group of characters in all the Final, Fra- Final Fantasy series. Uh, again, they may be, like, I know a lot of people like the bitch about Cloud and, oh, he's such an emo kid and yada yada. Vincent, oh, he's so emo and stuff. But personally, going through the story, I can kind of understand it. Like, I would say, I like, Cloud falls off a cliff a little bit character-wise, uh, like the back 25% where he kind of shifts. And yeah, he's a little bit different, but he's like a great guy. He's so iconic. The hair, dude. The hair, the buster sword, like that sword was so freaking cool to me, man. As a kid, I remember I used to draw a lot, and that sword was like on a lot of dudes that I would draw. I'm just like, oh, what what weapon should this guy have? Buster swords. Like, of course. Like, oh, it's such an iconic badass weapon. How does a guy like Cloud hold it? Like, his arms, yeah, he's muscular, he's toned, but he's not ripped. He's not shredded. How can you hold that thing? It's like 800 pounds. Get the fuck out of here. But I love the characters. We already talked about my love of Barrett, Red 13. Uh, I'm not really going to go into in depth of like how good they are in the party, admittedly. I just, I, like, I know, uh, the care, I already know what characters are gonna stick around and whatnot, so I know about the big spoilers, so personally, I just ran Tifa, Cloud, and Barrett. like, that, uh, as much as I could run them, that's who I was running with. Odd time I'd throw in Sid, odd time when you have to have Red 13, I tried out Vincent, Kate Sith can go to fucking hell, that guy sucks ace, but this characters, these characters are wicked, man, like, Tifa... I my friend who was nuts about this game, he had a love affair with Tifa. I think a lot of people did, admittedly. Like, yeah, she's not the most eye-appealing thing in the video game with her blocky 3D models, but yo, people used to go nuts about Tomb Raider and, and Nude Raider and shit, and she's just polygons. Like, get the hell out of here. So, yeah, Tifa was definitely 
uh, uh, very popular with the young boys back in the day. This was before I knew about any of that shit, but I knew my buddy. Uh, he was into her, and yeah, she's cool. Like, I like Tifa. She's a badass, sort of, in this game. She's more badass in the remake. I would think all around the characters are just a bit better and more developed in the remakes, obviously. They, they should. It's uh, so much more advanced in technology now, but... I like these characters, man, except for Kate Sith. He can go to fucking hell, and we'll talk about him in a minute. Not only... He just sucks as a character. He sucks as a... Everything. Just sucks. Awful to use in your party. But, yeah, everyone... So iconic, man. The hair. Uh, Barrett's gun arm. Red 13 is just, like, so freaking cool. Like, this lion-tiger thing. Uh, admittedly, I didn't get Yuffie in my party during this during my playthrough of this i just didn't like she showed up i didn't get her i was like ah whatever i'm not gonna really bother but she's cool she's like this young little thief and yeah everyone but vincent dude like oh my god i wish i saw that dude earlier he's just he looks so freaking cool man like he's a vampire and yeah he is badass looking man with the red cloak and his claw and he turns into a fucking demon beast like it's pretty friggin' awesome. So we'll talk more about the combat and, and their moves and stuff once we get into that. But I think it's almost uh, fair to s safely say that this is the most popular iconic group of characters. It may not be everyone's favorite. And the guy I want to talk about most is Sephiroth. I mean, dude, uh, a lot of people talk about Kafka and how evil and fucked up Kafka is. A lot of people bring up... Kefka is a better villain than Sephiroth. I just, I just can't get behind that. I think Sephiroth is just so much more fucked up, so much more evil. Uh, personally, I think Kefka is like, I don't know. They're both really cool looking, but I really like Kefka's clown situation, and he, it looks really, really cool. And admittedly, his final form is probably more badass, but Sephiroth is just so fucked up, dude. He's crazy. He fucking kills people. He's got this awesome, like, eight-foot-long samurai sword. These flowing, long, white, silvery hair. Gorgeous fucking green eyes. And I think by far, uh, just for me personally, uh, I think Sephiroth, for me, is the is the better villain. And I played both of these games this year. I played Final Fantasy VI for the first time. Played it all the way through. I really liked Kefka. I understand why people like him so much, but... Sephiroth, dude, Jesus, that guy is nuts, and he's appeared in numerous other games, like his legendary appearance in in the Kingdom Hearts series, and yeah, dude, this guy is legit, he's fucking awesome, I was really into Sephiroth's character, I think he's my favorite overall, just because, like, I, I tend to just like evil characters more, they're way more interesting, and yeah, so Sephiroth, for me, he is just the most fucked up villain i've experienced in final fantasy so far freaking dope so i'm gonna leave it at that with the characters but yeah man these these great great cast great cast so we'll go to a little bit of the gameplay and then we'll get into the story with the spoilers and stuff but quickly with the gameplay it's your classic final fantasy turn-based but again you're going to the 3d for the first time so you're seeing them move uh more than you've ever seen them before like normal final fantasy games like the super nintendo ones there's a lot more going on you can like see the fireballs and shit but for the most part they just kind of like move forward they might like stick a sword out or something like look at the fucking combat from final fantasy one it's literally just like dudes moving forward and backwards like it's very very simple 
and now you're on this 3D plane, you got more, you can like see the shit, and then, oh my god, the summons, the special moves, the limit breaks, let's get into that. So that's kind of the big appeal of this Final Fantasy, it's extremely flashy, very, very flashy combat, uh, very visually appealing, uh, and then it gets very old, so it gets very, very old rather quickly, you know, there's only so many times you can watch Odin or Bahamut or fucking Knights of the Round do their three-minute awesome-as-fuck animation, admittedly, but it gets old, so thankfully, again, in the new version, you could speed through that, you can fucking Neo, you could blast through a Neo Bahamut in, like, eight seconds, it's pretty magical, it's amazing, but, <coughs> excuse me, at that time, again, in 97, Never seen anything like this. We've heard of these summons before. You know, Shiva, Bahamut, Odin. We've heard of these guys. And then to see them do the move, like to, to watch a meteor go off, to watch Shiva, or to do their moves, it was fucking nuts. It was crazy. I couldn't believe this shit. I was like, my uncle would like to watch Knights of the Round and to watch like Bahamut and some of the moves legitimately. I wrote this down, but I'm going to talk about it now. I think it's in the final fight. Uh, Sephiroth just launches a comet from the depths of the universe and it literally blasts through every single planet it blasts through Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, blows a hole right through Uranus, and this massive fireball just comes down on your party. It should slaughter everybody. It's like a thousand damage. You're like, what the fuck? And it leg- even with the times three, it takes like 30 seconds. So without it, it's like a five-minute animation. The first time, it's badass, and then he does it 11 times. You're like, I'm pissed off. That's why, like... Ruby Weapon would take like four hours, dude, because the the amount of animations you'd have to go through, it takes forever. So that has an age. It's definitely not my favorite battle system in Final Fantasy. It might be one of the most cool ones. It looks awesome, but it's boring. It's, It's like there's not a whole lot going on other than like spamming the button. So I was just blowing through combat. I didn't have to put on like the ultra mega power, like you can't stop me tank mode where no one can do damage to me and I'm just limit break all the time. So I mentioned limit break. Limit break is like your special moves. There's like a little bar that fills up. Once it's full, you can pick a special move. And again, they have very cool animations. Definitely not as long as the the summon animations, but they're very cool. I mean, I just remember how awesome it was watching Barrett do Big Shot, this big fucking fireball. And then, you know, when you're a kid, you go out and play, and it's like, oh, let's play Final Fantasy VII, but you're like a kid, and you're like, I'm Barrett, and you're outside, and you're like shooting off, you're like, oh, I'm doing Big Shot and shit. Like, iconic. Like, you can actually put a move and an animation to it from the video game when you're playing outside and shit when you're a child. It's, ah, so freaking cool. And Tifa's was always awesome, very iconic with the the slot machine thing and you're trying to match it up it's just a very cool flashy looking combat system just admittedly it's a it gets dull fast like thank god for the the speed boost that's probably why admittedly i was never able to get through a lot of final fantasies it's just the combat when it's just kind of simple turn-based stuff it gets boring quick and then with final fantasy they just drag it out so long with these over-the-top fucking summon animations. Again, admittedly awesome, but way better when you could times three that shit and just fast-forward, and it's like, yeah, there goes Odin, bam, all this damage. Wicked. So the the battle system, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely awesome. 
and just I'm not the guy to do like 100% on virtually any game. I gotta love it in a very special way to 100% a game. And I didn't fight Ruby Weapon. I've seen it go down. I'm not going through all that. I didn't get Knights of the Round. I'm not going through all of that crap. I didn't catch the Golden Choco Bow. I'm not going through all that. I didn't go through all the Golden Saucer bullshit. I'm aware of it. I remember my friend going on and, and raving about it, how, oh, I'm, I did everything in Final Fantasy. I'm proud of you. If you did it, I'm very, very proud of you, okay? So that's about all I want to talk about with the gameplay. Let's get to the fucking, the thing that just wowed me a lot playing through this game was the story. So here we go. We're going to get into story stuff. There will be spoilers. So if you just happen to have not have played Final Fantasy VII, the original, uh... I, I, I don't, I don't, like, if you haven't played the remake either and you want to just avoid anything, admittedly, I, I believe the story is going a different direction from the original to the remake, so that's a big reason why I wanted to play the the original, to just see what the differences were, and there's a lot of, there's a, a few differences for sure, so just fair warning now, this is where we're going to get into spoiler territory, so right off of the gate, uh, Shinra, what an evil fucking corporation they are, and, like, you get, you get a feeling for how fucking evil they are right off the gate, and I would say this is more evil than anything Kefka did, uh, they drop, like, Midgard is this, like, insane, like, industrial, neo, I don't know, it's this crazy metropolitan city that you're living in, and it's in, like, sections, so there's, like, sections one to seven or some shit and the lower sections are like the slums and they just drop a massive metal plate on a whole section killing everybody that was in it just kill them all and they're like eh, whatever it, it happens and they blame it on us like your group you're in this avalanche group with barrett you join up and like yeah so that was fucking nuts like already off the gate i was like you know, I was like, well, shit, I mean, Kefka poisoning a whole town, like, I mean, some of those people got pretty fucking sick, maybe a couple people died, but it dropped, like, this 80-ton solid steel plate on just people, you know, kids, cats, dogs, people, humans, like, whoa, dude, that was fucking messed up, so that's pretty early on in the game, and I was like, damn, okay, so, yeah, this story is pretty dark, they're, uh, they they definitely went for a more grimy adult themed. Now it's not rated M or anything. They didn't go like that adult, but you know it's got that edgy late '90s, early 2000s thing. Like they'll say, "I'll kick your ass," and like, "Oh, you you you." you I don't know. I don't fucking know what I'm going on with. But that shit was evil as fuck. And, like, this is, like, me playing, like, I'm not going pure in the story, this is, like, gameplay moments, this is just stuff that I wrote down throughout my playthrough of the game. Uh, when you get to Shinra Tower, I didn't like that part, uh, going up through the floors, and you're looking for these key cards and shit, I was like, ugh, I don't like this, and... Thankfully, yet again, you could just turn off the random battles, so once you get annoyed with that, you don't have to worry about it, just turn that shit off. I didn't like that. And then you get into one of the most iconic scenes, something that, again, someone who maybe isn't familiar with Final Fantasy, but likes video games, more than likely has seen this, uh, you know, scene before with Sephiroth walking through the flames. And this is after he has slaughtered everybody in this town. So again, like, yeah, Kefka's done his thing, but like, 
Sephiroth has done it too. He slaughtered a whole town and he walked through fire and you're like, oh my God, like he's so cool. And he's like kind of eerie and um, kind of mysterious in the beginning. You're like, I don't like, do I know Sephiroth? Like you're dealing with this memory loss thing. I know it's very cliche and overdone, but you know, it works. It works. And then shortly after that, you go to the legendary Golden Saucer. I didn't spend a lot of time at the Golden Saucer. Like, that's the place where you can go and play a whole bunch of games. You can... My favorite part is that you could take one of your party members on a date. Uh, I just went with Tifa on this part. I I think it was Tifa. It might have been Aerith. But, um... I, I know you can go on a date with Barrett, which I find so freaking awesome. Like, this game also likes to poke fun. Like, it's definitely not... Like, it's... It's serious in tone, but it also has the funny moments. Like, if you played the remake, you might remember the part where Cloud has to dress up like a girl. That's in the original, and you definitely do that. You gotta go dress up like a girl and pretend, you know, have a guy hit on you and shit. It's very funny. Like, it's funny. It pokes fun at itself. And, yeah, man, it's it's definitely... I wouldn't say of its time, like it aged badly, but you know, it definitely had like that attitude and that funky humor going on there, and I, I liked it. But the Golden Saucer, I know there's like a lot of shit you can do there. Sadly, that's where you get introduced to Kate Sith. He's this fucking really creepy looking fucking doll or some shit with a cat on top of it admittedly the cat is cute i can't you know i love cats so the cat is cute he sucks as a party member he's not very strong not very useful and i never used him and he's a fucking spy he's a goddamn shinra spy and and that guy can go to freaking hell so just getting that out of the way the kate sith hatred is real i uh, yeah a lot of people don't like it but and, and i'm with them i don't like it either but finding Vincent Valentine, that's that's pretty cool. I do vividly remember finding him when I played through it personally, like in 2006 or seven or something. I remember like reading it in the guide. I was like, what the hell? Who's this guy? Who's Vincent Valentine? And like, oh, you go to this mansion. He's down in the basement and shit. I was like, what? Holy fuck. So I was like, got to get this guy. And then I, like I saw pictures of him. I was like, whoa, this dude's got a gun. Like it's not attached to his arm or anything like Barrett. But he's pretty awesome looking. Like, I think, honestly, out of, like, all the character models, like, the nice hand-drawn ones, like, if you look into the booklet, uh, the and you would have, like, the pictures and shit, Vincent Valentine might be the most badass-looking guy, dude. He is so freaking cool. With the long black hair and the red cloak. That, like, I already went through it all, but goddamn, he's so cool. And the first time I got him, I was like, oh, oh, he's so cool. And, and like, I don't know, like... His limit is good and bad. Like, he'll turn into this fucking wicked beast thing. But then he just does whatever he wants. Like, you can't control him once he goes into that mode. He'll just attack. He'll shoot fire. He'll he'll fucking... Yeah, and there's a few times that backfired because he does, like, fire attacks. And accidentally had him in a fight where he, uh, he was shooting fire and he just kept healing him. And I was like, God damn it, Vincent! So annoying. Oh, I should touch on the whole, like, materia stuff because I didn't really get into that. Back to the combat. Uh, you can find these, like, little orbs, or you can buy them, and that's how you do magical stuff. That's how you'll find, like, a lightning orb. You can attach it to uh, your weapon or your uh, armor. There'll be slots. The better your armor, the more slots you'll have to put in more materia. And they also have summon materia, so they'll have your summons. Like, oh, shit, I just found an Odin summon on the ground over here, guys. It's like, holy shit, I can summon this unbelievable god to, to yeah, it's pretty wicked. So you got all that shit. 
And the more that you use them, they'll upgrade as they go along. They'll start to get more powerful. Your lightning will become lightning two to lightning three, so on, so forth. And yeah, you'll get a lot of cool powers. You'll get buffs where you get increased your speed, slow down the enemy, poison them, all the classic Final Fantasy magic stuff. But it's in this kind of like materia system where you can... I liked it. It was fine. It's it's pretty simple to use. It might it definitely I remember it confused the shit out of me when I was a kid. I was like, what the fuck is all that shit? But it's pretty pretty freaking simple. It's not too bad. The only thing that sucked about it is that sometimes, like if you forget to take the materia off, uh there's a couple times where I accidentally didn't take my curing uh, my like health regeneration stuff off of certain people and then I just didn't have it and that put me in some binds that I didn't like but yeah the materia system again it's pretty good it's different it's it, it's fine it works it does the thing so finding Vincent was super awesome I really like Vincent again he's not the best uh in the party but I really like that uh, we talked about Mr. Kate Sith being a spy, and then probably I would say the most iconic moment in the video game. We've all talked about it a million zillion times, but Aerith, the legendary moment. I remember it like uh, when I got there just last week when I was playing this game again. Just when I was even getting close to that moment, I remember I was like, oh shit, like this is where it goes down. And I was like, oh, God, I remember this. And it still hits, man. The moment where Aerith dies and, like, I didn't get to experience that, like, back in the day. But when I experienced it, it was real, dude. Like, even though it's been spoiled for me a million times, it's still, like, you're like, whew. You get drawn back to just, like, imagining what it would have been like for, uh, you know, if I got this game for, like, my birthday as a kid in 97 and I was like a teenager like oh my god I would have bawled my eyes out to this scene dude like oh my god it's so like just out of nowhere man like it they set it up so perfectly like it's all calm and like everything seems like it's gonna be okay and then fucking from the heavens out of nowhere dead silence Sethroth comes down and just fucking stabs a bitch right through the gut and her reaction is just stunned you're stunned it's one of the most shocking out of nowhere moments in gaming history. Like, holy shit, dude. And I still got like, I still got the, whew, oh my goodness. Like I didn't cry or anything, but I was just like, damn, oh, it made me throw up a little bit in my mouth. But yeah, dude, that Aerith getting killed is nuts. I'm, uh, yeah, that was a fucking wild scene. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to go down in the, in the remakes and stuff like that. But I'm not going to get too much into that. But goddamn that scene. Oh, I just... I, don't, I didn't even... Like, I wanted to stop for... I was like, oh, no. I didn't even want to go into the building where I knew, like, we're all right, this, this is where it's going down. And, yeah, it's a very powerful, powerful scene. It's extremely sad and kind of unfortunate, I would imagine, for people that maybe had Aerith in their party a lot and was powering her up. Maybe spend a few hours grinding her up and powering all of her shit up, and then she just fucking dies. And she ain't coming back. She does not come back. And you're like, fuck, so... I recalled that, so I made sure I didn't really bother using her much in, in my party. So, yeah, but that, that section still hits, man. It's a fucking intense moment, and yeah, still still crazy. The snowboarding section, I remember my friend bitching about this one a lot. I don't know if maybe there's like a challenge you have to do for it. I don't know. I just did it the one ride, where the one ride that you have to do. It wasn't great, but it definitely wasn't like the worst thing of all time. Some people are like, oh, this is just as unplayable. I mean, it's... 
not cool borders three or something but it was it, it's fine it got through it i i hated the part after more you had to climb up climb up this mountain and i think that's where you had to like keep your temperature up it was fucking that was way more tedious come on now and ba- oh dude the fucking so this is one of the fmv cutscenes that i was just like this is badass this is just badass i like i would love for this cutscene. i mean like We'll get there when Final Fantasy Remake Part 2 or 3 comes out. We'll get there. But when Weapon is unleashed, like Ultimate Weapon, I think they they just call it Weapon. But the moment when that thing gets unleashed on the planet is such an awesome cutscene. Like, oh my god, this thing is massive. This massive fucking godlike creature. It's very cool looking. It's got these... It's almost like... um, Almost reminds me of, uh, fuck, what's that? Uh, whatever, I don't remember what creature I'm thinking of, but maybe a kraken mixed with something else? I don't know. But it's really awesome. And then it's like charging this freaking, it's charging one of the cities, and it's got this massive cannon on the outside to defend. And the fucking ultimate weapon dude, he just walks right up to it and they blast it right in the face and it just goes down. That was sick, dude. It's, it's not dead, but like, fuck, that was awesome. And quite possibly the... This might be the funniest moment. It was a little bit out of left field. I did not remember this going down. This is probably a part where I never got to personally, but there's a slap fight between Tifa and Scarlet, and you like you get a control like you're hitting the button to slap her and you have to like out slap her. Fucking out outstanding. That was I really needed that at that point in the game. I just needed a good laugh and that was that was a fantastic laugh. I I really enjoyed that. And another thing that made the freaking overworld suck ass, you got the submarine mission, fucking god-awful. The cr- controls were terrible. Moving the submarine around underwater, I hated it. It looked like shit. It just looked awful. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. It just ended, and I was like, thank God. I was like, fuck, that, that was not a good time. That, that might have been my least favorite thing in the game, was that submarine mission. But then after that, you get a fight weapon finally, which was dope. That was a really good fight. Admittedly, there was like a few fights, like the harder, like really hard fights that I just, um, I would put the super beast mode, you can't touch me mode on. But the weapon fight, uh, that one, like I just went into it. And admittedly, it's like the battle system's really kind of fun when it's intense. And like, like, it's an active battle system where the bar is moving and you got to like, all right, it's your turn. And like, you got to plan ahead and you got to move fast. The faster you move, like the, the enemy's moving with you, it's uh, it can get pretty intense. Like I enjoyed the battle system. It's just not my favorite. I still think it's quite good though, especially when you're in a really intense fight. Where you're like, oh god, I gotta get a heal off, and like, oh geez, I gotta get another heal off, and oh geez, oh geez, pretty damn fucking good. That might have been my one of my favorite fights was against Weapon. And well, right after that, you got I had another great fight with Genova. Uh, before the final battle with Sephiroth, that was a good fight. I like the Genova music, like that deedle 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 It's very trippy. It's very a little unsettling, you know. Like the Genova creature is quite, quite nasty. I mean, it's not like scary. Like the first time you see it, like that form of it in the test tube kind of thing, that's kind of freaky because it doesn't have a head. But uh, yeah, that was a good fight. And then, oh my god, dude, the, the finale. I was so excited for this finale. Like, I hadn't experienced it yet. And I was like, oh boy, I'm going to fight Sephiroth. The mu- the one-winged angel music is going to play. And it was fucking awesome. Oh, man, the, fi- the final fight was so sick. Well, one in- one-winged angel kicks in. And the final form, a Sephiroth floats down. It's so sick. It's, it's very similar to Kefka. I think Kefka's 
Arrival, like, was more visually cool because I, I like the design of Kefka's final form more than Sephiroth's. But the music of One Winged Angel coming down, though Kefka's final... Oh, it's tight. It's tight, man. They're both outstanding. They're both outstanding. But um, I was blown away. I had chills when the music came on. And then I talked about that stupid fucking attack that Sephiroth pulls off with... Shoots a massive meteor, meteor at you and it blasts through every single planet. Fuck that goddamn move, man. He did it so many times. And I was just like... I can literally, like, go take a dump. I can go make a sandwich. And he still was like, oh, he's just getting through Pluto. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll be back later. But he was hard, man. That was a hard freaking fight. Like, there was no way I was going to get through that fight without grinding. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. I'm not about grinding. I don't want to do any grinding. So I had to turn on the powerhouse mode for this. But, yeah, dude, that's a tough fight. So, like, good on the people back in the day who pe- beat Sephiroth legit and Weapon and Ruby Weapon and all those guys legit. Like, good on you. That is tough as hell. There's no way I wanted to put in the time with the grinding. I just, I hate grinding. I don't like to do it very often. Uh, but fuck, man, that was intense and it's not even done yet. Then you get this badass one-on-one fight and they did it right. They did it right, man. Like, thankfully, I thought for a second, I was like, oh no, is this going to be like another really long fight? Like, right after the big final fight with the nasty, disgusting version of Sephiroth, they're just going to make me fight him again. And it's not. You just have to do an omni-slash, and it's a one-hit kill. And it's so fucking good. So satisfying. Well freaking done. And then, of course, you got the final scene of the game was awesome. You're escaping the facility, and then you're watching the planet come to... Or the the big comet come to Earth, because that's like... The big thing, right? So Sephiroth summons Comet to come to Earth and destroy the planet. And your whole thing is you have to find Holy to to hopefully stop it. And uh, goddamn, dude, that finale was spectacular. I love it, man. Like, I, <laughs> that's it's very few Final Fantasies I get to see the ending of. And the ending of this game was spectacular. Very action-packed, super epic, badass, and... Man, uh, emotional, like, I I hate goodbyes in Final Fantasy games when you get attached to the group of characters and you know it's coming to an end. Fucking hate that, I hate that shit so much, it's so sad. But, um, that was it, man, I got through Final Fantasy VII finally. It only took me, like, 25 years to finally get through this game and enjoy the story. I fucking love the story of this game. I legitimately, that was my favorite part of this most recent playthrough. I was just like, oh wow, what's what's gonna happen? Like, what the fuck is gonna happen next? I was excited for the next cutscene. I was exce- excited for the next part of this story. And yeah, I'm not really a story guy, but I think I might like the story in Final Fantasy VII the most. And I feel like that's true for a lot of people. I mean, you got spin-off movies for this game, spin-off video games. You got the remake that people have been going nuts for ever since what 2006 or seven when they throw when they showed off that that fucking demo that was just cruel. How could you do that to us, Sony? But hey, finally they pulled through after like 15 years. They got that remake done. Uh, man, I really enjoyed Final Fantasy VII. So, to wrap this thing up, let's answer the question, is this game still worth your time to play through today? Well, there's a couple things wrong with the at least the version that I played through. The game had a couple of freezes where uh, it would like slow down a little bit. Things felt a little weird or not quite 
uh, clean and, and the frame rate was a little bit off at times. Not enough to like ruin the game or overly bother me personally. Like that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me. It has to be really, really bad. But just mentioning it for certain people that it does really bother certain people. I already talked about how awful tra- traversing the map is. Can't see the map at all. I don't. I can't see the icons. So I had to use a map online just so I could see what the fuck I was doing. Kate Sith, just just him and in general, random encounters. I mean, it's a thing. Uh, if you don't like them, again, you got the times three. A lot of the things that are uh, that used to be complained about with this game, oh, the super long animations and shit like that. You can fast forward through all that shit. The grinding, you don't have to do it anymore if you don't want to. You can really just basically, I called it like story mode, where it's just like, okay, combat and all that shit's kind of on the back burner. I'm here for the story and the characters and, and, and all that stuff. And that's how I played it, and I had a blast. So that's about all the stuff that I had wrong with it. I had one like major freeze where I, I lost like 30 minutes of gameplay, which sucked. You are, I wasn't able to save wherever I wanted to. You still had to save in the normal places, like out in the overworld or find a save point. I couldn't figure out or I couldn't find online a way that you can just save wherever you wanted to. So there were a couple of times where I died in combat and I was like, fuck, now I got to go and like do all this shit again. So that happens sometimes. So just save whenever you can. And yeah, and and the good things about this game, man, I love the story. I love the characters in this game. I think they're great. Uh, Graphics, for the time, I personally still like them. I enjoy them, except for the overworld. I think they're charming, the QB blocky stuff. But I grew up around that time, so that charm, and that's probably charm and nostalgia talking for me there. Uh, The combat's super flashy and over-the-top and wild and crazy. It does get dull after a bit, but again, you can fast-forward through all that shit. Music is god-tier, fucking outstanding music. I love it so much. And then, of course, the quality of life updates that they've done to this game, being able to speed it up, being able to um, turn off the random encounters, and to turn on beast mode whenever a boss is kicking your ass, and you're just like, I don't want to spend a half hour or an hour grinding, you don't have to, just turn on beast mode and just fucking plow through bitches and have a great time, experience the story, so... I think it's absolutely well worth your time, especially if you're wanting to play through Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm not saying it's absolutely necessary. I just think it's worthwhile to see, like, the differences, to see where, why was this game so freaking popular, and I still think, I, like, I, I see it. The music, the combat, the flashiness, it's so cool. It's It's got a lot going on for it. It's not personally my favorite Final Fantasy of all time, not even my favorite Final Fantasy on PlayStation 1, but it's a freaking all-time classic, man. Like, it's absolutely worth your time to play now. You can get it so cheap. Uh, I highly recommend the Switch version. It's a it's made for handheld gaming now. Like, it's uh, RPGs like this are so good on the handheld. It's my favorite way to do it. And, yeah, man, I absolutely think it's a well worth your time to check it out. Don't miss out on Final Fantasy VII. Like, it's uh, it's it's definitely a masterpiece. It's definitely really, really good. Uh, if I was to score this particular version, scoring it on a 2023 scale, I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. If I was scoring it in 1997, it'd probably be a 9.5, maybe even a 10. But uh, that's not how I'm scoring things. But the updated version of the game, very good. It could have been better. Like I said, it would have been nice if I could have saved everything everywhere maybe cleaned up the graphics a little bit more but uh, maybe maybe updated and added in maybe some new cutscenes. that could have been good it wasn't 
It wasn't lazy, but there was definitely some more stuff they could have added to it. It's not the ultimate perfect, but it's cheap. I think you can get it for like nine bucks on sale if you want to. I I don't know which ones are on Game Pass. It might only be Final Fantasy VIII, but it's dirt cheap. It's so worth your time absolutely play it so i love my time playing it and that is the show everybody thank you so much for listening to me ramble about video games movies and tv shows for a little over an hour you guys are excellent hopefully you're doing well and everything's going good in your life right now hopefully you're enjoying uh listening to this podcast hopefully you're doing something fun and not some shitty monotonous thing like work or chores but hey if it helped if i hopefully i helped you get through the last hour or something made it a little bit more bearable and whatnot if you want to be a part of this podcast drop a comment man like these things get uploaded to youtube follow the link or you can just look up gamer gx videos they get uploaded over there you can drop comments questions i'll answer them live on the podcast if you want me to or not we can just have a conversation it's all good hit me up with recommendations i i love recommendations so much it's all, so many of the times of recommendation hits for me like someone's like oh have you heard of this like no i haven't and then they tell me about it i'm like sounds really cool i'm gonna check that out and like i'm telling you i'm like 80 percent success rate on recommendations recommendations people out there they they know what's up they know what's up so again thank you again for listening if you want to do me a favor hit that like or rate the what you know do the thing help the little guy out you know make this little thing grow and we can get this into a nice community of of wrestling video game hockey lovers i don't know how many of us are out there but i'm here and hopefully you are too and we will be back again with some more gx plus cast <laughs>